Vegas and broadcasting around the world. world. You're listening to the Modern Mail Show with expert advice and raw, uncensored interviews on sex, dating, and fashion tips for men. And now, your host, number one international best-selling author, Robert Vitelli. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Mail Show. My name is Robert Vitelli, your host. And today, uh, subject matter is how to make a girl irresistibly attracted to you. And I've got a special guest on today who has been actually teaching and been involved with uh, you know, coaching guys and studying over the past 14 years from around the world, men of all different backgrounds and ages. Um, and what he has found is some very, very powerful techniques and distinctions, getting a chance to coach uh, men of all ages that he's going to share with you today. So uh, without further ado, relationship, dating, and seduction expert, welcome. Jay McDaniel Conto. Welcome, Jay. Yo, what's up? What's up? Uh, I definitely will say, like, you know, I, I want to, like, I guess, preface this now when I say this is like, you know, I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have a lot of mentors to train me. And just, I've been very fortunate to work with some of the best in the world where I've been able to learn the techniques that I know now. And I mean, I'm still far from where I desire to be, and I'm very far from where I believe is the best. But I do believe that, you know, I've put in, a, you know, a very long time studying this particular subject. Um, and, you know, I definitely want to go back and get my doctorate in psychology and really look into the studies. So that way I can kind of condense, you know, all of the, di the, the different psychological journals, the different opinions that each psychologist gives up to extract the most potent and valid information possible so that way guys can just sort their lives out oh that's awesome well i gotta tell you there's nothing uh, more powerful than education and education that actually gets applied um and with your you know years of background and the results you've had with your students and your clients which has been very powerful from what i've seen and heard excited about gleaning your wisdom today so jay let's get into it how can you make any girl or woman irresistibly attracted to us how can we do it okay so i'm gonna i'm actually gonna give a little bit from one of the, the seminars that i give quite often and you know that was one of the first questions i had to ask myself years ago and it was what is attraction right and it's interesting when you look up the the, the definition for attraction it just talks about like two forces that are drawn together like magnetism the problem is that's very vague that's very what i like to call woo woo is very esoteric but that doesn't actually tell me what attraction is and how that I would be able to generate it consistently in order to drive the results and the success that I want, right? So I like to always give this analogy. And it is, I want you to imagine your dream car. That dream car is going to cost you about $500,000. You sacrifice the next 10 years of your life to get that dream car. You downsize your apartment. You sell everything you have to give you some initial investment in capital. You work three jobs and you cut off your social life. Because you believe when you get that dream car that it will give you everything you want. You believe that it will get you laid. So you work the next 10 years of your life. You go to the, the car dealership every single Sunday. You, you go to test drive and you put your hands around the steering wheel. There's no catch. The day comes, you get the dream car. You pull up to your house. You were excited. You just got this car. I lied about the catch. When you pull up to your house, there's a car exactly like the one you just purchased. 
but that one you won six months earlier in a contest. You have two cars. Let's think about insurance, gas, and overall maintenance on the long haul. Which car do you sell? Do you sell the one that you've won or do you sell the one that you've worked 10 years for? Which one do you sell? <laughs> the one that you won. Okay. Why do you sell the one that you've won? Because all the investment you've made of time and energy and blood, sweat, and tears that went into the other one. Exactly. So would it be safe to say if we can get somebody to invest in us, then they therefore would be attracted to us? Hmm. I've heard about the concept of investment and the importance of getting a woman to invest time or energy into me. Um, I've always, which definitely makes sense. I've always thought of attraction as the word, uh, you know, synonymous with the word affinity, which means a spontaneous or natural liking or sympathy for someone or something. So affinity has always been mine, but I could see how investment solidifies or creates more attraction, I guess, would be what you're saying. Yeah, so one of the things that you hear a lot about in the pickup and seduction communities, you'll hear a lot of these guys talk about what they call attraction is simply what in psychology they call arousal theory. So all arousal theory is heightened states of emotion. Well, a heightened state of emotion could be anything. It could be fear, it could be playfulness, it could be generosity, it could be happiness, it could be joy, right? It could be indifference, right? Any heightened emotional state is just, and it, it, that is what they, they, the sales term that they would use, what's called buying temperature. So you are causing an emotional reaction in somebody that therefore allows them opened up to compliance. But in psychology, one of the other principles they have is called the principle of least interest or equity principle. So whoever invests the most into a relationship or into an interaction is going to want a reward for the investment that they put into it. So you've heard of the sunk cost principle? The what principle? The sunk cost principle. Like the more that you invest time, energy, money into something, that it no longer becomes about you breaking even. It comes, or actually, it comes down to you not actually wanting to make a profit. It comes down to you, you just wanting to break even because you have spent well over what you intended to spend. Now you need to get a reward for all of the amount of loss that's put in. It's the same thing with gamblers. Gamblers will sit there and keep gambling, keep gambling. He says he's going to only go $100. He loses the $100. What does he do? He's like, I got to get the $100 back. So what does he do? He spends more money. So now (laughs) he's losing money. And now he's like, okay, I'm so far in. I just need to break even. Why? Because I put too much into this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard of similar principles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the, now that's the theory of it, right? How do we get somebody to therefore invest in us is the question, right? So, and I, there's a lot of another analogy I can give, but I would say for the sake of time, I'm not going to really go into the, the first part of this, this talk I would talk about. But one of the first ways of being able to elicit investment, what do you think is the most valuable resource on the planet? The most valuable resource on the planet. On the planet. Hmm, good question. Valuable resource on a planet. I would, for me, it's time. Okay, correct. Yes. See, time is the one thing you can't steal. You can't marry it. You can't create more of it. There's nothing that you can do. When it's gone, it's gone. So one of the primary ways of being able to garner real investment is time. If I can get someone, if I can elicit their, if I can elicit their time and I can reward them for spending that time with me, they are going to want a reward 
for the amount of time that they put into the interaction. So the, let, let's just, let's try to simplify this with, if someone has experienced a positive emotion around me and they are consistently being exposed to that feeling, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, would it be safe to say that person is going to like me if I'm able to find, if I'm able to accumulate time, which is in real investment, two, I'm able to get them to tell me the deepest parts about who they are. Mm -hmm. right? So time and they're feeling good around you for a longer period of time. Now I know no hum all human behavior is based on moving towards pleasure and away from away pain. From pain. Yep. You're, you're talking about eliciting motivations. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So her spending time with me, feeling good, of course, um, absolutely, you know, all make sense. And her being vulnerable, sharing her deepest secrets or pains and wounds, being vulnerable and, and opening up enough. If she trusts me enough, that's powerful, yeah. See, now, the, 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 this is the, the, the way that the, the model runs in my head is every interaction starts with comfort, right? The elicitation and the rewarding of comfort. The second mm -hmm. thing is you break rapport. So you remove a little bit of that comfort which triggers a cortisol response. So then it causes them to move towards pleasure, which is just they're trying to receive a happy or neurochemical response, which is oxytocin. Then you go forward into qualification. This is where Thorndike figured out in the 1800s called the law of effect, which is an animal learns faster being rewarded for good behavior than being punished for bad. And then as you go deeper in through the qualification rungs, and this is just what we would like to say, like eliciting people's values, finding out what they what their pain points are what are the things that they what's the greatest secret they've ever had in their life who's the person that hurt them the most what is the greatest what is the the the, the thing that they went through in their life that caused them to become who they are where do they want to be in 10 years what are they afraid of what is one thing that no one else knows about them if i can get someone to through for, through a period of an hour two hours or three hours to tell me these deep things about themselves it probably would be safe to say they're going to very much like me because when you have bore your soul to somebody and you have told them every secret and they have dug deep into your psyche, you are going to have a deep connection and psychological bond with that person that they've never had with anyone else through the use of what we call Pavlovian conditioning. They've made a neural association to you. So if they're telling you things they've only ever told one person in their life, you are the, now the second person that has heard that story. You are the second person that has heard that thing from them. You go to a deep psychological place in their mind. I like to imagine the mind is like a house. I've got the upstairs bedroom. I've got the den. I've got the kitchen. I have got the basement. And wherever they are trying to hide things like that porno stash that they don't want me to know about, like, and this would be that equivalent of like their secrets in their mind, and I can go into that place and they allow me in there and I make them feel good for telling me those things. Basically, I'm the equivalent of like their soulmate for lack of a better term. That's the, 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 the and I'm, I'm, I'm speeding up some things being quite general, but this is, this is the direction where I teach most of my students and my clients to go. I need you to dive deep into someone's psyche and to dive so deep in fact that you'll start to see things where when, when the person tells you these deep things about themselves, the girl will start to nuzzle up to you. This is not just stuff you can just use in relationship. This is stuff you can use in persuasion and in sales. If you dive, mm -hmm. dive into, deep into someone's psyche, I can influence you. 
Right. This is powerful stuff, especially after you're in conversation with a woman and you're, you know, finding out all these deep secrets. But what if I'm not there yet? What if obviously I haven't, you know, gotten to this level? What were, what would be some, you know, methods or strategies that I could use to even get into a conversation like this, you know, when I'm first meeting a girl or a woman, I think is my, is my next question because so many of us, um, have a challenge even getting to a conversation yeah. that would be that deep to find out all those deep secrets and intimate things and having mm-hmm. that level of trust okay. with a girl. Um, so what would be some things that would make me irresistible, make us irresistible to even have her open up that much, you know, at the beginning stages of meeting somebody for the very first few minutes, first 10 minutes? So one of the first things I always say, this starts with the comfort, this is what we like to call the comfort phase. And when you're, this, this you're trying to elicit commonalities and similarities, right? They did a study in the interpersonal attraction, which basically showed that people who have, people who are familiar to other people, where they live on the same street, where they have the same names, they also have, you know, belong to the same religious affiliations, they're going to naturally like each other more than someone that doesn't have those common interests. So what your job is, is to elicit those common interests. So the way I teach my students to do this is, we call it travel, hobby, and careers. Why do we focus on those subjects? We focus on those areas of conversation because Travel, this is something that everyone wants to do or something that they've done and they enjoy. So it's going to elicit a positive emotional experience when you're discussing that with that person. Hob- uh, hobbies, this is where when you're not working 40 hours a week, you spend the excess disposable time investing in your hobbies. The, now, career is the last one. Why do we talk about career? Because career, we still spend 40 hours, if not more, a week on our career. Whether we don't like our career or whether we do like it, it doesn't matter. They've still invested time onto those three areas. And because we invest time in those areas, it's going to be something that we naturally want to talk about. It's going to be something that we've invested time into. So it's a conversation that will always work. One of the next ways of being able to do that is when you want to get into the conversation with someone. I tell guys, it doesn't really matter what you open with. What it matters is what you transition with. When you transition, the name of the goal is to reward, is to relate or respond, relate, and reward. So what does that look like? This is like, hey, um, you know, you, you say, hey, if you don't mind me asking, you know, what's, what's some of the drink specials here? Um, I'm just new to the area and I've never been to this bar. And you just seem like a friendly face. And the girl says, oh, well, you know, here's some of the drink specials. You know, you should try this or this. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I really, hey, you know what? I really appreciate that. I'm actually going to go ahead and try that. I'm like, just FYI, if it sucks, I'm going to blame you on that. She laughs. She laughs. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's a really funky accent. If you don't mind me asking, where's it from? She goes, oh, I'm from Paris. So I'm going to go, oh, well, it's actually amazing you're from Paris. Um, you know, I do a lot of like traveling in the summertime and I have a friend of mine that lives over in Paris. And what he was telling me is, is that, you know, the breakfast is over in Paris. It's literally like a ham and cheese croissant and they'll give you like a bowl of like hot chocolate. Um, if it's not a ham and cheese croissant, it's just a croissant by itself. And it's got like a slight sweet pastry and you would dip it in the hot chocolate and that would be your breakfast in the morning. If you don't mind me asking, where are some of your favorite places back home? Why am I going to ask for that? So I'm going to ask her that because I want to stay on the topic. She said she's from, I asked her where she's from based on her accent. She said, I'm from Paris. If I change the conversational topic because of operating conditioning, what I've done is I've just told this person, I don't give a shit about what you say. It only matters what I want to talk about. Men do this shit all the time. And this is what women say, men don't listen because if you listen to a woman's conversation, they relate and respond to everything a man says, everything, because they've been taught since they were little that hey, to listen to other people, respond because it's socially polite. Don't be rude. Men have never been taught this. This is why what we do, we listen to what a girl says and we go something like, oh, that's amazing. You're from Paris. What brings you here? 
And okay, if- so let me recap this for a second because we're covering a lot of great content. So you're saying it doesn't matter what I start a conversation with or what I open a woman with. And, you know, in this case, you were getting an opinion opener, asking her an opinion of, you know, what drinks are good at this bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gave a recommendation. Then you went into teasing. Um, we're big on, you know, talking about teasing and being playful um, and getting a chance to have some of that, you know, what I call friction banter a little bit, breaking rapport, yep. as it's also called, mm-hmm. um, creating a little bit of tease, friction, and playfulness mm-hmm. with that flirtation mode, mm-hmm. which is what you went in next. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, you were looking for something that you could relate to honestly. Um, definitely big on being honest. We don't have to lie or BS to a Correct. woman or a girl and be ethical. And it's the strongest foundation for attraction, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, we never get in trouble for being honest. Uh, yep. Yep. So, well, not usually. <laughs> you, know what, but, you know what's crazy? You actually can get away with being honest and not having someone be angry if you are able to what they use, what they call neurolinguistic programming. You, 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 you use, you use like a, like frame control, but the biggest part about it is with frame control is making sure that you repeat back to them the same phraseology that they've used to voice the objection in the same sequence that they have used. Because if you do that, psychologically, those, those words have familiarity and meaning to them in their brain, and it's the way they process the world you actually will create familiarity and you will create rapport with this person because you were repeating, feeding back to them their own words in the exact same sequence that they gave them to you. So you actually can create rapport with absolutely anybody. Most guys think that like, like when it comes to being honest, if I don't, if I can't relate to something, here's what I can do. What if I have a friend that is, this is what we call an indirect commonality. I don't have the commonality, I've never been to Paris but I have a friend who lives in Paris and this is what he was telling me. I can relate to her being from Paris because I have a friend that's from Paris. I'm not lying at this point. I'm just using a friend of mine and giving the information that he told me and using it to relate to her. So I'm still relating. Now, what if I want to go deeper? I ask her, hey, you know what? I've never been to Paris. Um, If you don't mind me asking, what do you love about it? She goes, I love the magic of the city and the romance of the area. Okay, can I relate to romance? Can I relate to ever being in a place that has a magical feel around it? We all can as human beings. I can, if, what about the Disney shows that I watched as a kid and it gave me this feeling of romance and magic when I would watch Sleeping Beauty or Peter Pan or Aladdin? I can relate. So you're just looking for anything after you're opening and after you're doing some playful banter and some flirtation and teasing, mm-hmm. you're now really probing for something that you can relate to, that you mm-hmm. can continue on the conversation with regardless of what it is. But you're not just asking anything. You're asking something that has to do with something pleasurable from mm-hmm. her memory banks, yes. Yes. something pleasurable like travel, something pleasurable in her recreation or fun or hobbies so that you can relate to something obviously pleasurable, mm-hmm. um, still keeping it fun and light and mm-hmm. associating these positive feelings and emotions with you, which all makes sense. And then, of course, something else we actually talk a lot about comfort building has to do with the nomenclature and the linguistics of listening you know, to what a woman is saying and how she's saying it, mm-hmm. the speed, the volume, the tone, the tempo, as well as the actual vocabulary words she's using and using those back at her with her to have a more powerful, effective uh, communication and connection and comfort with the woman. Yep. yep. Okay. Great. Great. This is, this is so what pre- else can we do? This is the precursor. Like comfort is the precursor to, to the foundation of any relationship. If you don't have a, a bit of a friendship with somebody, 
they're not going to allow you to become intimate with them. And I always use this analogy. I want you to imagine there's a really pretty girl in the alley. She is cute. She is like completely your physical type. Now I want you to imagine that alley. It's like a dark alley. It's like it's some sketchy alley that you catch in a, a old school Bruce Lee kung fu flick or <laughs> what you'd see in like in like a Jackie Chan's like old school film. I want you to imagine like a dingy alley like that. It looks like there's going to be rats and potential scorpions and snakes in the alley. And this, this girl's really pretty. And she's like, hey, come into this alleyway. How likely are you to go in that alleyway? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not, not like you just jump right in. <laughs> you're, you're probably going to be like, yo, how about you come out the alley? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you're not going to say, uh, yeah, I'll be going in there anytime soon. Of course not. So here's my question. Is it a matter that you're not physically attracted to her? She's your physical type. You just don't trust her enough to go in that alley. That's right. If that, was your, That's right. If, if that was your girlfriend, how much more likely would you to go in the alleyway? Yeah, because you trust her. Exactly. Trust is the precursor to all attraction. People don't get this. I hear guys fuck this up all the time, and I'm like, I don't think you get it. I'm like, you just running around building a, a, what, you, what you deem as attraction, which is just arousing her, she's going to think you're a player. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get the old school community time, which is that last minute resistance where she's like, but I don't know you. And then it's not that she doesn't like you. She's because there's only two things scientifically that cause attraction. One is social proof or preselection. It's the only, it's the only thing that have been shown to, to directly cause attraction. Preselection. And the other one is what we like to call it's sexual attractiveness. This is just spatial symmetry. This is you. You have a healthy body type. You don't look like you'll give her deformed children. Like, those are the only things. You're just, if you're her physical type, those are the only things. So if you don't have either of those things, you better damn well learn how to elicit investment because there's no other way that you got going for you at this point. A lot of guys, they misinterpret this, all of the, the teasing and the breaking report for the attraction stuff. No, that just opens the person up to be able to influence them and it, causes, it slightly causes them to chase because what they're chasing is the comfort that you initially had with them. They're trying to get it back because it's cortisol. Okay. Now so let's go course. back over to this again. I want to keep recapping, yep, you know, for, yep, for the sure. listeners for sure, as well as for myself. I'm taking notes on this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're talking about opening. It doesn't really matter what you said you yep. open with. Um, of matter. course, we talk a lot about, you know, playfulness, flirtation, um, you know, teasing and playful, uh, smiley, humorous things are always, um, I found to be some of the best. Mm -hmm. uh, and then combining that with, um, uh, of, of course, you, you were getting an opinion opener. You was using some as an opinion as an example mm -hmm. of one way. And yep. then went into, you were finding out, yep, and you were finding out some of the basics, um, you know, about her background so that you can find some common ground that yep. you can relate to. Yep. And then as you were finding things that you can relate to, you then again started talking about just those specific subjects that you could relate to mm -hmm. and finding out, um, you know, what she liked about them and kind of keep oh, on, yeah. you're keeping it positive uh, mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you're keeping it, um, you know, again, let's say fairly light, but finding out things that are important to her, things that she's attracted to, things that are uh, making her comfortable, um, being comfort, being the primary thing that you're also working on building mm -hmm. along with getting, you know, having a girl irresistibly attracted to you. Mm -hmm. um, a part of that, of what you're saying and something that's really important is building comfort, um, yeah. obviously. Uh, yep. initially with these common ground yep. topics that you're talking about that you both can relate to because comfort and these common ground things create more trust. 
And you were saying, obviously, to, you know, if you want to take the relationship sexual and obviously uh, jump and get into a a sexual interaction and relations Mm -hmm. with this girl, uh, she needs to trust you, obviously, which is a big part of this equation is what you're saying. If I've kind of recapped it all pretty well so far. The, the, I would say the next part going forward, right? Because most, most guys tend to get lost. They're like, they're like, okay, man, like, because there's going to be some guys that are on here that are like, yo, man, like, I'm really good at getting into conversation with a girl. Like, I can talk to a girl in the way that she wants to be talked to, right? This is a, that, that, that's not a problem. For those guys, what they need to, they need to move directly, directly into qualification. And they need to put, what, qualification is just simply this. It's really just a, a filter system. And what you are trying to do, you were, because of the person that's comfortable talking to you in general, now you can start to move forward and go into the deep things in her psyche. So this is asking her things like, what are the things that have like molded, like anything that has molded character, right? Like who was the person that had the greatest impact on her life? Why they have the greatest impact? So there's the five W's I teach my students, which is who, what, where, when, and why. And you can ask any one of those questions as long as you, as you specifically go, um, like, what do you like? What do you enjoy? Favorite? What do you love? You know, what are you most passionate about? Because any of those specific words are qualifiers. They allow you to identify and shape a conversation by the questions you're asking to only be on the positive. You can also go into the, like, the negative parts of somebody's life, right? And that's not a, people think that's a bad thing to like, because you don't want to, you don't want to have it be negative. You don't want it to be negative all the time. But the idea is, is that you want to go deep. And as you go deep and having the person tell you, you know, their secrets, having them tell you things like, what was the, what are the, 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 what's something that they're afraid of? What's something that's holding them back from being all that they desire to be? What's, what's, what's someone's deepest, greatest desire, or what is someone's, what is someone's deepest fulfillment in life? What do they value? Like, why do they value it? How were they raised? And why do those moral traits matter to them? What is their, what, what's the thing that drives them to do the things that they do? Who is someone that they've hurt or what's something they're very ashamed of? What's something that they're, they're very proud of that they've done? What's like some of the coolest things about them that they believe are cool about themselves? What's something they wish they could change about themselves? What's something that they've had to learn to accept but they've always hated about themselves? Like those things, those are questions no one ever asks you. But from a psychological place, remember I said that it's like a house in the mind? You're going deep into that basement and you are finding that porn stash they're hiding down there and all the other shit they're doing down there. You want to get dig into the skeletons that are in their closet. Why would you want to do that? Because there's very few people in our life we feel that safe with to share those things. That's going to create a bond with them that they haven't had with anybody else. And the reason that you have to start with comfort first is because you have to make the person feel safe and comfortable enough to tell you just some surface level things before you can dive deep into their psyche. You will experience when you ask certain questions, barriers where they won't want you to dive that deep. And because they know that they can be judged if they tell you those things. So you have to make them feel comfortable and be non-judgmental so they feel comfortable to tell you those things. And I'm thinking about an interaction I had with this girl earlier this week. We sat for three hours and my students actually said, I want to see you game. They said, we've never got a chance to see you game. I want to see you actually game. I said, okay, fine. Girl walks by me, um, you know, she makes, uh, she looks at me once, I see her again, make the same iconic kind of smile, she smiles back, so I know it's a warm approach. I tell her, hey, sit down. I justify a reason why she needs to sit down. We immediately start talking. I start diving deep into qualification from the open, because I don't need to build attraction. The girl already thinks I'm attractive. 
Now I'm just gonna move right into qualification and dive really deep into her psyche. I spent the next like two hours doing that, right? And, and this is where guys are like, you need, you need logistics to be able to close. I was able to walk the room directly out of the bar without a problem. Just because she felt so safe with me after two hours of telling me everything about herself. And I barely told her shit about me. I just kept the conversation solely on her. I was able to garner the compliance I needed to leave the bar. That's nothing hmm. crazy. That's just, hmm. I, think about it. I made the person invest. I spent three hours allowing her to tell me the deepest part of who she is. She invested. If she invested, sunk cost principle. She's going to want a reward for all that investment. What's the reward? The reward is this guy. I probably I want to date him or I want to sleep with him. So it seems back, going back to what we were saying before, so much of your um, approach uh, that you really teach and focus on to build this irresistible attraction is really getting the woman comfortable enough to be vulnerable and invest time you know, with you, to invest into giving you um, her deepest desires, fears, dreams, hopes, uh, emotional wounds, even you were saying at times you would go yep. there oh, yeah. um, to continue to spend and invest more and more time with you when you're talking very little about yourself and having her consistently open up and open up and open up and invest mm -hmm. more time and more mm -hmm. energy, more time and more energy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sharing obviously these deep intimate details as much as possible uh, about her life is going to create a desire in her psychologically and emotionally to be rewarded. Yep. Well, think also she's going to care about what I think. Anyone that anyone that spends that much time telling me the things that they're afraid of is going to at some point be like, I wonder if he's judging me. I wonder how he feels and thinks about me. I've, and one of the ways you'll know is they'll say something like, um, They'll say, uh, you know, I can't believe I did this thing. And it's, it's really kind of shame for me. And they'll say, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. Then you'll see the next thing or they'll say something along the lines of, um, what do you think about this? About, they're going to ask me my thoughts on what she just told me, which that's me, that's me know psychologically she views me as an authority, which means that, from a, that in her mind, I'm, I'm in the position of like the father figure, the, like a cop or someone that's of authority because she's told me the things that she's hidden from the rest of the world. Also, it's gonna create a psychological bond of like a deep, deep friend because she has told me those things. Like, and this is, where, this is where we're getting into the Pavlovian conditioning part because each rung that you get into the person's psyche, they have to justify in their mind, why are they, is there, are they telling someone who they don't know these things about themselves? And because, because people have to justify Re justify things after already doing them in favor of what they've done she's not going to say oh i did it because i'm an idiot that that that's not flattering to the ego that would trigger cognitive dissonance so she's gonna she's going to justify in her head why she told me that and it's going to be oh it's because i like him well if she thinks in her head oh it's because i like him she's going to start showing me signs that she likes me why commitment consistency bias we have to be consistent with thoughts and actions that we have done in the past there were studies in the pow's in the this is like during vietnam and this is where we started looking into mind control because we were trying to understand how was it that the vietnamese were able to turn americans against the war like we've studied it so much like you hear all these products like mk ultra and shit it started from what we went through in vietnam how bad we got our asses kicked 
Wow. Now I know why I love Vietnamese women. Now I never <laughs> can tell, but now I know why. Now you know why. Now you know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Great, great information, you know, combining with all of the time and investment. So, you know, what would be one more? I, obviously, we've gone into comfort building, getting a woman to reveal her secrets, her desires, her, her fears, her hopes, her, her, her emotional wounds and scars and being vulnerable and investing as much time as possible in this comfort building, trust building phase. Um, but let's go again, even before this, because I know some of the guys like myself are saying, well, even to get to that level again, exactly. how can I make a girl even more irresistibly attracted to me to let me do this type of, and have this type of conversation and interaction with her? Well, here's, here's, here's what's interesting. It's, it's actually not about getting her irresistibly attracted to you to answer the conversation. It's actually about making her feel safe enough to tell you that, which is, that's why it goes down to, if you can get someone to talk to you in general, then they'll allow you to dig into their psyche. They need to, they, so what you're, this is why you start with like talking about things that they, they like and they enjoy, talking about their travel, their hobbies and careers, right? Because those are all conversations they want to have. As you move forward, those are all like travel, hobby and career. Those are just surface levels of commonalities, right? That you're going to build mm -hmm. with this person. When you hop into qualification, that's all bets are off. You, you, know, you, don't, you, don't care about the, you don't care about the career anymore. What you care about is the why. You want to know the why. Why is probably the most powerful question because it forces someone to have to explain why they do what they do and their inner dialogue and the inner workings of what makes them kick. That's what's powerful about it. So it goes right back to, it's not about making the person attracted to you to get the person to invest in you. It's actually about getting the person comfortable with you to therefore dive really deep into that psyche because the more that they trust you, the more that they're going to naturally start to tell you more and more about themselves. I used to, I used to literally laugh because students might used to be like, Jay, I don't see how this is going to work. I said, I want you to just go in there and I want you to just build rapport. I said, I'm like, if you build rapport, every time the conversation goes slightly limp, just vacuum, just get quiet, get silent and let the space, let her fill the gap in the space in the silence. When you do that, that is a breaking rapport. That is the equivalent of teasing or sarcasm. When you do that and she starts talking again, Make sure you reward her. So then she develops a happy chemical response to every single time that she tells you something, she feels good. If she keeps doing that, she is learning to associate her investing to feeling good for telling you those things. So then you just keep doing that. And then you go deeper and deeper and deeper into the psyche. And as long as you reward elaborately, where Dale Carnegie saying, be happy, be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. As you do that, you just go deeper and deeper in the psyche. Isn't like say that again. What did Dale Carnegie say? Be hearty in your approbation and be lavish in your praise. So this is like like if I'd ask you, hey, um, hey Robert, like what you know, what are some what are three things you love doing in your spare time? Motorcycle riding, golfing, and traveling around the world. <laughs> Dude, that's actually that's actually fucking amazing. Like you know, like I would imagine that like you know, traveling around the world for you probably gives you like a, it's a sense of kind of like freedom and it's, it's, it's a sense of wonderment that's in the world because as you travel, you get all these different experiences from like, you know, the people that you're going to see to the different cultures and things that you're going to learn. And I feel like traveling really opens you up to having a new way of seeing um, this kind of the world and give you a, a better perspective on that just because you've traveled so much. You know, you don't mind me asking, you know, why do you love traveling so much? 
Yeah, I love to explore, you know, new cultures, you know, new types of people, um, new cuisines and food. I'm definitely a foodie. And um, I definitely love the sense of adventure that it gives me emotionally and psychologically. It's, it's fun. So you definitely love the sense of adventure and you, you definitely are a foodie. And you, you love, you love the, 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 the traveling because of all the new people that you, that you get to meet and all the different cultures and things you're learning. You definitely love that. Yep. Okay. So if I, if I had to ask you, you know, like, where are some of your favorite places to travel? Like, what, what was, like, what was, like, one of the, the a fond memory of yours that you had while traveling? That, like, it just, like, something, like, it just stuck with you. We were like, man, this was, like, the most, like, amazing trip. Like, I, I couldn't imagine spending, you know, my days anywhere else besides this place. Mm, oh, God, I've had a few of those. I would definitely say Paris um, is one of my favorite cities nice. in the world. Nice. Um, and, um, you know, why is because I found it definitely incredibly romantic. We had this amazing culture where we've got 200 years in America, we've got thousands of years in Europe, and of course in France. Then you've got the gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful, stunning women that you find in Paris just walking, you know, around everywhere, which is great, um, uh, you know, great flavor of France. And you've got this amazing architecture and an incredible art with the Louvre and Palace of Versailles and the incredible museums and art galleries that they have there as well. So, you know, these are incredibly powerful, you know, fun things to experience. Yep. <laughs> Those are mine. Did you, okay, did you did you catch that? Yeah. Did you did yeah. you did you catch how, like how much how much investment that you gave me conversationally? Yes, absolutely. I, I was telling you the things that I loved and all the things I enjoyed and admired about Paris and my favorite places. Let alone it put me into a really fun, high, positive, emotional state mentally and emotionally, yep. which is of course where I want a girl that I'm talking to. Exactly. Every time you ask, what are you passionate about? What is something that you love the most? If she's talking about those things, the feelings are coming up. But those feelings are coming up while she's talking to you. She's making a neural association to you because she has talked about those things that she loves and she's passionate about, things that excite her. If you keep mm. those conversations on that from a Pavlovian conditioning perspective, she's going to like you. She's going to be associating all of those positive feelings and memories and experiences with us. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yes. Well, this has been powerful, Jay. I got to tell you, I think we've got so much great content we've covered, you know, on the show today. I know that the listeners and uh, the others that are, you know, watching this as well, getting a chance to experience it, I uh, feel the same way and, and some great comments that we've had. Um, before we wrap up the show, I wanted to get a chance to how can people get in contact with you uh, before we wrap up today uh, about, you know, any curious about your workshops, the work that you're doing or working with you uh, as well. Personally, how can somebody contact you um, and find out more information about what you're offering? You know, they could act, they can find me on all my social media platforms. It would be at, at Jane McDaniel Conto. So we'll just make sure that like we link them in the, we'll link them in the, the, the I guess the, the description in the show notes. And that's where people mm -hmm. find me. It's literally just at then J M A C D A N I E L Conto C O N T O. That's on every single platform. Um, my website actually is finishing up getting built. So I would have given that, but until that's finished up, uh, that's fine. But they can find you on Facebook as well as Instagram and other social oh, media yeah. platforms. Oh yeah. At the letter J McDaniel. C-O-N-T-O, uh, Conto. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the incredibly uh, 
powerful and insightful uh, information on getting a chance to, you know, have a girl or woman be irresistibly attracted to us and the power of investment and getting a chance to have a woman open up and, you know, share these incredibly powerful um, desires and um, uh, intimate details about her life and this principle of investment and the power of it and building comfort. I think just great, great information uh, that we, you know, had a chance to cover today. So thank you so much again for your time and for your wisdom and, and education and, and sharing it with all of our listeners and um, hopefully have an amazingly, uh, you know, powerful and positive week yourself out there. Robert, same to you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for allowing me to come on, man. It's, it's an honor. Absolutely. Well, thanks again and uh, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Same. We'll talk to you guys later. You've been listening to The Modern Male Show with Robert Vitelli. Robert Vitelli. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast now and receive all our new episodes each week. And visit our website at www.themodernmail.org and sign up to receive our newsletter with more powerful tips and advice and receive our free video workshop and trainings. What is up, guys? I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. You found it extremely viable. It gave you some major insights of what to do differently with your own game. That said, give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys thought. You know, send me some clips of what your favorite parts were and where you guys got the most value of it. Again, your guys' feedback is my oxygen. I will be speaking in New York City on the 28th of this month with two other coaches from Lux Life. And we'll be covering killer texts on how to close hotties. If you guys don't know, you can register at Eventbrite. The link to the tickets are below. Just click those tickets. You can go straight there and get them while supplies last. I do look forward to seeing you guys. I look forward to being able to give you guys some crazy tactics, share some stories with you guys, and really just kind of get to know you guys better because I love New York City. It's my favorite place to teach, my favorite place to do conferences as well as free tour. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, guys, what's up? I hope you guys are enjoying the content from the podcast. Um, the amazing part about this is, is that Anchor actually allows for you guys to go ahead and so donate and support the podcast. So you can join everyone else that already has been supporting the episodes. And it really just goes towards helping me to be able to produce more content. So if you guys are enjoying this, go ahead and, and make a donation. I really appreciate that. And enjoy the rest of the episodes.